Hey, welcome to the Afikra podcast. My name is Mikey Mhenna. Today on the series, we have another episode of Quarter Tones, our series all about music from the Arab world. Our guest is Lean Adib, who some of you may know from her solo work or from her side projects like Bedouin Burger. I hope you enjoy the conversation. This is really powerful and a lot of fun. Welcome everyone. My name is Mikey Mhenna. Uh, I'm excited to have another episode of Afikra Quarter Tones. Our very special guest is Lean Adib, who is a singer-songwriter <laughs> born and raised in Damascus, Syria. She is a singer and composer who has been exploring Arabic music and improvisation through jazz music that she discovered around the age of 19 after spending years in choir um, in, in the Choir of Joy and learning classical flute at the National uh, Conservatory, both in her hometown. After moving to Paris in 2009, and since then, uh, since the release of her debut album, Yumna, in 2018, Lynn has been collaborating with artists from around the world, giving birth to several projects such as Bedouin Burger, Yalla Queen, and preparing the release of a duo album with the French musician, Marc Bronfosse, I think. Is that right? Bronfosse, yes. Everybody Bronfosse. tells Bronfosse. Lean, <laughs> um, thank you so much for being here. It is such a privilege to have you. Thanks for being here. It's me. Thank you. I'm so happy. I've been a fan of Afikra uh, I, that I discovered like last year, but I was so so happy to 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 know that there that exists, Danny. And how you just uh, presented it, make it even more interesting, and and how much we need that, Danny, in the Arabic world. So thank you. Yeah. We do need it, and you are a part of uh, you are a part of it. So thanks for being part of it. Um, so I brushed through your bio as fast as I possibly could, <laughs> but let's go back to uh, to your childhood in Damascus. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, you know, people who are interested in music in Damascus uh, usually end up studying classical Arabic music or sort of uh, understand uh, studying the sort of Western canon. What drew you to to jazz? Um, and do you remember sort of the first albums or the first tunes that really drew you in? Um, well, to, to be honest, jazz didn't wasn't really chosen um, uh, very consciously. It's like when I started uh, growing up in Syria, I <clears throat> I was in the choir, and I felt that I have a very strong relation and and intimacy with music and. I felt it's sort of the the only thing, not the only thing, but it's one of the main things in life that makes me um, look forward to the next day. Like it's it's really it's it's as it's it's my best way as answer questions about life because I was I've been always very curious about you know like um, injustice, all these qu- big questions of life was very present in me as a child, even very early. So music was a way of experimenting this these questions and try to 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 talk about them in a in a more like uh, spiritual way let's say so coming from the church from the choir made it also very related to spirituality um so jazz for me um it's not necessarily like the american class that was uh, that that's how i discovered jazz i discovered jazz while listening very very basic like ella fitzgerald saravan the very known names not not the very uh, rare ones that you know like if when you know jazz you will you will know about yeah. them right um yeah. so i i started with basics but i felt what i loved is that it's a complex world like musically it's quite complex it's not more complex than classical music or arabic classical music though but it's accessible but also challenging 
Um, and because classical Arabic music and classical Western music seemed quite inaccessible for me. Mm-hmm. So jazz was a popular accessible um, style of music with melodies that was just close to me. And the improvisational part definitely was the highlight of that music. Although we do have in classical music and Arabic music, and this is what I employ in my, uh, uh, the way I sing uh, Western jazz today. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find a way. I don't have, I don't have my, my sound yet. I'm still in the research. Um, but I feel this, the idea of never playing the tune the same every time you play it, this alone was for me quite magical. Everything that is very strict seemed for me hard to, 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 to practice in my life. And as I told you, like, I really needed to express as much as I want. And I really felt that jazz um, presented something that, is, uh, it's, 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 uh, that spoke to me quickly. So when did you first think to yourself, oh, I'm actually going to be a, become a professional musician because you said, you know, you did your master's in pharmacy. Yeah. Um, when did you say, I think I'm actually going to do this as my main, main focus? It's a great question because I really know when. It's not something that it became, I really remember. Uh, to be honest, just to make everything clear, I'm still a pharmacist. So it's, I'm still trying to have a, like a balance between those two worlds. But definitely there's a moment, you know, I had always been hesitant about, you know, whether I want to go further in music. For me now, pharmacy represents um, a routine part-time job that maintains a certain amount of financial stability that I need because I'm raising my child alone and everything. And music started to be definitely a serious thing for me when my husband um, uh, was sick. I don't know if you know my story, but I, I lost my, so I had, I was married to a French, uh, Polish, uh, great uh, human being. And we had a, a daughter together. Actually, he was diagnosed with cancer and we decided to have a child, even though he was, he was, he was sick. And then he passed away five years ago. So when he was starting to be very sick, when he started to be very sick, because he was very young, like when he started to be sick, I felt like this me being close as much to sufferance and death. For me, who was extremely sensitive to this question, like as I told you very early in my life, those questions were really, really there. Like even when I used to go visit family and and members in hospital, that place was magical for me, like being close to sufferance and deaths was something, you know? So yeah. living this very closely and, and like leaving this tragedy, but also it was such a blessing for me because it started to be very clear that music has to be a message. Like I have to be a Risale. It's, it has to be a, my, 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 my message in this life. You're a channel. Uh, definitely. I mean, maybe not alone. I always feel like some, someday I will maybe, uh, try to do not only music, but something related also to arts that includes music that will be really what I want to talk about. Uh, but I'm starting with music for now. And, and, and it became clear, yeah, starting that what, point. What a powerful story. Mm. Yeah, you, yeah. Do you feel like something like that, um, I would imagine like the way music sounds changes pretty dramatically. Like not even your music, I, like all of a sudden there are new shades and new layers to probably music that you grew up loving. All of a sudden you see it in a new light. Oh my God, this is what this is about. Yeah. Well, yes, it's probably, I mean, I don't know. I think it's this experience definitely reflected in 
and the way I I'm, I still write music today, it's like the, the yeah. that's why like there's two songs that we might have today is the, yeah. that are that are actually around that subject. It's around um, grief, but also around celebrating life um, through hardships and and through you know like dark moments like death, for example. So yeah. it's so both of them are actually it's like I'm. It's like I'm really I'm really uh, talking about someone who's that who's dead who left this world, but in a, in, a, in a joyful way, in a way that we want to dance about. So I always imagine these scenes in the Arabic world. You know, when they, there's a young person who dies, there's everyone who goes to the street and they start to, to you know like we can see also the dead person. You know, it's very graphic, but it's so powerful. And there's like people dancing and people clapping, but you know, it's it's actually ajnazi uh, uh, and it's uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, this was very powerful and kind of this is what started to be clear for me. I need to just survive through music and and talk about that the best way possible. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's regenerative. It's healing. It's a yeah. celebration of life. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, I definitely need I definitely see music for me as a way of self healing before anything. So when someone tells me that it's it spoke to 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 him or her or it healed something it's really so powerful for me because i feel yeah. we're sharing this together too you know um for somebody so um i'm a musician i love i've played music my entire life but there's this there's a moment that i haven't come to and you've come to which is a moment oh. where you decide i think i'm going to actually put together a compilation of my work and publish yeah. it yeah yeah um which is a very important moment, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us the story of Yumna and this, this, I think this is your first uh, publication. Yes, it is. It is. So tell me about this first release in 2018 and w- why is it called Yumna? What is this about? And, um, and I'd love to know the story behind this beautiful artwork as well. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Uh, it makes me so happy to talk about this project because um, I I used to write music uh, a little bit. Used to like have small melodies, nothing very clear. And as I told you, when this happened, I felt like, oh my god, it's this has to go to the world because I need to get this out of me also to to heal myself. But also because I, you know, as I told you, as sensitive as I was to the question of death, I lived it very closely, and I noticed that young person very healthy was just like dreaming and from a day and he just started to, 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 to just like melt. And this experience can change your life. And you feel really that, you know, life is very fragile and it's, uh, and it's, I know it's, it's, we always do that, say that. And it's very cliche to say that, that, you know, like, you know, life is short and everything, but it is actually quite fragile and short. And it's really, it's not because of that, that we have to throw anything in the world, but it is sometimes, uh, we do we do spend a lot of energy sometimes over over analyzing everything, and I'm the first person doing that all my life. But that that was the moment where I felt like there was someone who just giving me a punch in the back and just like throw this out of the world. And so just to, to correct you, but you're right to to think it's Yumna, but it's Yuma. Yuma. Sorry, my dyslexia. Yeah, no, to, uh, no, no worries, no worries at all. <laughs> so Yuma, it's actually a cry for my mother. So I was, I was in Beirut. I was in Matar, Beirut, in the airport, and all of a sudden, um, you know, 
everyone has his own motif to to write music. Sometimes it's yeah. joy, it's, it's sadness, whatever. When I'm very emotional, uh, because I, I I I tend to be sometimes very numb. So when, when there's moments that I'm very emotional, these moments are very fertile for me. So I remember it was in the in the airport in Beirut, and I had this also, you know, my relationship to my country that was also going into very hard moments like in those moments where my where Syria were, was going into the 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 what happened between 2011 starting 2011 I had my husband having the same problem so nothing was stable anymore for me I had wow. no home right so I I all of a sudden I just needed to just go back to my to, to my childhood and just feel safe and feel in my hometown with my mother so Yuma was the song that I actually wrote from A to Z right away. Like I really had just wrote it like in the airport. And uh, as I told you, I felt like, what am I waiting for? I'm going to talk about my problems. It's okay to be, to be transparent and to be, you know, because I'm not able yet to, to, to write music that is not personal. And my personal music is quite sometimes dramatic and a bit related to very like hard moments that I've been through. Um, and I would, You know, like it's it's a personal work also to work on myself and maybe discover other aspects that I want to talk about. So Yuma was a cry for my mother that I wrote. And the whole the whole album was a mix between some old tunes that I wrote, some tunes that I wrote uh, when my husband uh, passed away. I since it's it's I wanted somehow to still be related to jazz. So I I simply just sang some jazz tunes that I loved. Um, and I prayed also because I'm I'm very I really like love tartil uh, or chanting. So mm -hmm. I I got one one uh, old tartil, uh, but that is very popular for for um, for Mary. That I, I always do that even in the new album that you will mention later. I have also I I just feel I really I need to always go back to where I came from, like my house, my hometown the church where I grew in, although I'm not religious, it's just, I need to feel safe in this world that is full of hardships. I just feel always, I want to go back a little bit to my, like, you know, like safe place. Yeah. And that's why I always, uh, I kind of have the same plan every time I do write music. I get some jazz standards and I get some prayers. It doesn't really relate to each other, but this is how we grew up actually listening to music. So when you look at this, do you think, is it like looking at an old photo of yourself um yuma um somehow yes somehow yes um but i don't see it as something dark i see it that's something that was so powerful like for me yeah. yuma, yuma is really like the beginning of 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 you know a road that i'm still in today yeah. i'm not i'm not yet arrived where i want to be because i still want to get out of this world another album that really comes from the deep 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 inside of myself and yeah. i think it's it was just the first glimpse of my uh inner person and i feel it's just it needs it, it needs a brother or sister like just waiting for the yeah. mirroring album that will come later and about the art yeah. yes i i want i want to mention the artwork because yeah. before you yeah so this is actually um a drawing that my husband did uh on Beautiful. his phone Yeah, actually, he had a phone, like a big phone. And I told him, like, since, you know, you, you're not doing okay and you're at home, just like spend, because he used to do a lot of drawings, uh, written ones, like actual drawings, like illustrations. So I told him, listen, it's easier for you now you're sick and everything. 
and he 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 did some amazing ones and i got this and i made it for the for the album so it's actually his story somehow if you see some sim- a lot yeah. of them symbols about him mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful yes i um, love it too so i have more questions about yumma but let's um it's actually the first interlude that you've chosen so let's uh are you going to play are you going to sing what are you going to do for this so Yuma, I'm going to sing it for you a cappella because I, I wanted to invite a friend with me today, but he wasn't available. So I'm okay. going to sing it for you just simply like that because I feel also a, it goes what well. What a treat. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so much i'm actually a bit sick but i'm happy that my voice is okay is not that okay but better than i thought (laughs) you sound incredible thank you so much if you can just like try to stay in that moment emotionally what does it feel like to sing that song um i don't know it gives me power to be honest i feel it's like the core song uh of my existence but it's it's like a singing a very traditional old song that gives me power so it's it's quite a positive effect in general yeah because i could it, you had this like hint of a smile singing that entire time your eyes your eyes are closed you you have this hint of a smile but yeah you know. i mean you're, you're giving me a good a very positive energy so I'm, i feel ha- i feel happy performing it but in general like performing the song never has been uh a tragedy it was also always like you know like just giving the opposite of 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 the darkness it's life is so much drama that i really want to sing to be able to just lighten my life and other people's life yeah you said something earlier that was interesting you said um 
I don't yet know how to write songs that are not about myself. Yeah. Um, typically, people have the opposite problem. People have mm. a hard time writing songs about themselves. They can oh. put on another mask or they can <laughs> remove <laughs> one mask to find another mask inside and say, okay, I'll play this character. I'll be this person. I can be this person. Um, I would imagine what you're doing is feels pretty vulnerable. It is. So, it is it is literally yeah. vulnerable, vulnerable, literally. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll tell you later, but definitely it's not easy. So that's what I wanted to say. I mean, you're telling these stories right now um, in ways that I would talk about, you know, like um, talk about things that are less, less heavy. And I can imagine that it must be so hard for you to talk about this stuff, let alone publish this work and then be asked yeah. to perform it and sort of bear your heart every single time. Oh, no, on the opposite, for me, it's the, it's the easier, the, the, the easiest way for me to exist musically for now. Mm. It's really yeah. the reason why I started deciding seriously to do the music. That's to answer the question. Um, sometimes people do have a plan, very like clear plan to their, uh, their career or where they want to arrive. And, and I'm, I'm very frustrated with the way that music is seen nowadays and, and, you know, like the business of music. And I, I, I'm not sure I can, I can do music like that. And I'm not sure I can survive in that business related mm. uh, world. Although I'm starting to enter it, but I'm feeling it's not my thing. Like, so we, I, we will see, but <clears throat> definitely that's why I, I just want, on the contrary, I, I felt so alone in my life that I needed to share music that is really related directly to me because I wanted to read to, to the other person to know about me. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. It's, I wanted to talk about myself um, and my experiences. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, okay. So I want to come back to this idea of like the companion album, right? You're like, yeah, you know, you, you like you bear one, one sort of, angle of your heart and you're like okay but there are other angles <laughs> i need to show this version and this version yeah and yeah, this yeah. Version. um what what else is cooking what sides of you do you feel like need to be need to be shown? um it's a it's a great question and i need to talk about that like specifically today because i've been like the last three weeks i've been traveling doing so many projects because i, I have been blessed you know after this experience that i told you yeah. I was very hungry to do music with anything that crossed my road. Not anything, but like, no, it's it's not fair to say anything. No, not anything. But meaning I was really like actively researching to yeah. meet new people that are very interesting to me, but also collaborating a lot, a lot, a lot. So I, I end up doing four albums in those two years. So I have the album that you just showed it's my last last latest album that just appeared in last may and we did the, the release concert yesterday in a very nice concert hall in paris so it's called nearness it's with marc bonfos it's in a, he's a french uh, bassist and we did also a mix between comp compositions and jazz music and also pr prayers like exactly like you finally but in a, done in a very different way and a very very a calm uh, meditative kind of music like it's very transport it can transport you this kind of, of albums yeah. it's very soft um and i did an album that it's not yet completely finished with uh adibias it's called adibiasin khazin with raet khazin and khalid yasin oh, two amazing, amazing musicians yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah 
Yes, it's it's we we were so happy to meet because those people are just amazing, and the album needs to get a bit more mature, but it's 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 almost recorded. And I did an album with Zayt Hamdan as Bedwin Burger and an album with Yellow Queen. So it's too much for me to do all these things. And I feel I'm losing the taste of, of, of my love for music because of doing so many things. Yeah. And so now the aspect that will show later in the future is definitely an aspect that will come from active self-search um, and ac- active self-growth. And even the next album that will be, maybe it will be released in five years. I don't care. I just want to release something that is really reflecting also not only sadness that I have, but also joy, but also, um, uh, you know, the woman that I am, uh, the mother that I am, not only uh, the, the, the little sad girl who just like lost her lover. I want something a bit, a bit deeper still. And I want to yeah. be, um, even on stage, I want to express something that is different than that what I ex- express usually, which is like the very polite little Mazzebi uh, girl. I, I yeah. want to go a bit further and have fun also too and be proud of myself for doing that. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so should we play a little bit of our second interlude? Yes. Okay. So for those who can't see the screen, t- tell us a little bit about what this is and um and give us a little introduction to it. So this is, um, so I, I mentioned many, many projects. One of the projects is Zayt Hamdan called, he's a Lebanese producer. Uh, we did a project called Bedouin Burger. And this song is Taht al a song that I wrote actually uh, also related to the Yumma album. That was a year after my husband died. I went to his grave and I, I wrote this also song right away. It's, it's also a song that is kind of like, you know, like the Jnaze in the Arabic world, kind of, um, I'm, t- I'm saying, <laughs> it's like when, when, you know, like, yeah. it's, it's a yeah. young, it's a young, that, that, yeah, so, but it's also celebrating his life, so it's beautiful, under the roses, okay, let's, uh, let's hear this, this is a live rendition, it's on YouTube, so, yes, um, you can go back, yeah.
<laughs> well. So um, where was this performed? First of all, amazing. <laughs> it's not easy to, to put the, the life version. Oh my God. It's like, I'm very self-conscious. Um, you, you shouldn't be. It's, you shouldn't be oh self-conscious God. at all. Oh it's God. fantastic. Uh, it's uh, thank you very much. It's uh, we actually won Zaid and I a, 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 like a sort of a prize here in uh, France called Prix de Musique d'ici. It's it's yeah. a, a competition about uh, maybe actual uh, artists that are just emerging in in the France, and they gave us uh, uh, the prize with another group, and we performed in that uh, theater. In it's Square ve- de Temple. It's in, in Caro de Temple in Paris, a very nice uh, uh, concert hall. So I have questions about this collaboration, right? So um, if you sang that to me a cappella, right? And I thought, oh, what does the, what does the most appropriate backing track sound like to this, right? You want, I, would, you want- I wouldn't necessarily have come up with that, um, which speaks to why this is such a powerful collaboration yeah. and the sort of creative juices that were flowing between you and Zaid the entire time. Um, but how excited were you about the fact that you were going in this direction? Like, hey, this is <laughs> nice. I we're going in. The- I don't. I, in this song in particular, when Zaid made me listen to this song, I was like dancing my heart out. I yeah. was so happy. Like I was so happy with what he decided to put behind. Some of the things that Zaid does, I'm, I question him about this, about them, but this one, no. Like I was, wow, Zaid, you just totally understood the, the thing. So uh, it's, you know, I react so, uh, towards my feelings. So if, if yeah. I'm happy about it, that means it's working. For me, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. But yeah, uh, yeah Zaid and I... Uh, what, what is powerful about the project is that, honestly, I'm so happy. It's, uh, Zaid, I consider him as, as a very, very close friend and, and a family member. Like, Zaid mm. became, became for me very, very important as a friend. And that's why it's, it's very, you cannot collaborate with someone that you're not happy to be with on the human you know, level that you, yeah. you know, Zed and I, we start, we decide to work. And very often we, we start by having a very long coffee and talk, and then we, we work. So it's, it's, it's a real, uh, uh, exchange, you know, it's a real, um, um, exchange between us. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why it's powerful. And, and, and what's uh, crazy about our pra- collaboration is that all the elements helped us get this project out. Like I was in Beirut when I met him. The next day I arrived to Beirut. I moved to Paris. The same time he moved to Paris, it wasn't planned at all. Wow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He, his neighbor is a tour manager and he was interesting and he's, he's taking the group now everywhere. So, I mean, it's, there's some elements that were, there is chance in life. There's, there's a, there's, I feel like it's very true when we say, it's like, we have to do the effort, but there is an element that sometimes comes that it's a chance that sometimes arise, but yeah. we need, we need to be active. Meanwhile, right. You yeah. can't just wait for it. You can, you cannot wait. And it comes, it comes, or it doesn't come this chance for all the hard workers, but it, yani, if you're not hard worker, I don't think it comes. That's what I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yani, the, the metaphor I think all the time is that there are waves and you either surf the wave or exactly. you ignore the wave. I, I, I and if you don't surf, you won't get anywhere. Best exactly. you need the wave. The wave. Yes, exactly. You need. You need exactly that. That's true. Um, and I don't think we have a, a really a vision of what we want the the, the 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 project to go to. 
you know, I think if we if we if we knew we were gonna be frustrated and we we're not gonna be actually motivated to do things, I think sometimes it's good to just serve the wave by having fun to serve the wave. Yeah, you know, this course. is what's going on with Zaid and I. Because listen, I'm not sure, and I'm telling you, and I and Zaid knows, I'm not sure I wanna be always related to Bedouin Burger, always be like the pop electronic singer, because this is not only what I like to do, it's yeah. it's an aspect in me. Uh, but it's definitely the fun aspect that maybe will encourage that other aspects I want to show in my personal album. That's, so that's why I'm happy to do it because it's making me feel a bit lighter also. Yeah, because it's it's weirdly like scratching that itch. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, okay, so now I don't feel the need to do that because it's it's uh, it's missing in my life. It's already yeah. exists in my life. Yeah, so can, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the third album, uh, the third interlude, which comes from the latest album. And I should say to the listeners, uh, Lean, you're a champion for doing this uh, the day after your, your release party. When right? we were organizing, oh my God. You're, a, you're a real champion. When we were organizing I'm this. I'm so happy you did it, though. Right. Yeah, when we were scheduling this interview, you were like, Allah, how am I going to do this? Yes, <laughs> I have a release exactly. party the day after. And I know, I know I'm going to be very, very like tired. But I'm yeah. very happy that I'm, I'm surviving well. <laughs> You're surviving fantastically. So tell us uh, uh, about this track um, and why you chose this one in particular off the latest album. Yes. Well, actually, because I, I was one of the highlights of this album is that I sang in French for the first time in my life. So it's a song that I wrote in French for this album. I would have maybe put the other because this album has so many different genres uh, and the same atmosphere let's say so there is pop there is uh there is jazz there is a byzantine music and there's this composition like compositions and one of them is that and it's speaking also about myself so it's called ostrich or autruche and it's my relation to life and sometimes what some people also have as relation to life where you know they feel you know they want to be in their in their comfort zone and just life is is just like they feel like life is just running around them and and it's about that relation, you know, to be parallel to life. So it's, it's, it's very, very nice. Okay. Um, let's listen to it and then we can talk a little more about it. Sorry, 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. The, the, the last. I was doing the choreography. <laughs> Really stunning, Dean. Beautiful. Thank Absolutely you. stunning. Um, I'm so curious how you guys wrote this. What was the what was the composition process like for this? Um, this one, uh, well, is it it's, like over a jam, or are you <laughs> writing the melody and coming to him, or was it like? Uh, no, I was I was playing. I'm not a pianist, but I was just playing the the notes, do 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 do, the the the, the arpege that was in the beginning, and I started just alone singing along, and then I called Mark. I was like, you know, because we used to do one uh, weekly meetings, me and Mark. What uh, what one of the things that made this project happen is that Mark is very organized, so we had like a fixed day and a fixed hour where we used to meet even if we don't have anything like decided but we we meet and we try to, to work on stuff and i told him listen i have this melody in, in mind and we i actually gave him the melody and he started to play along with respecting the arpeggios that i gave him and it, it developed into the song it wasn't really about on a jam it was quite like pre-decided but it's yeah. uh yeah how so for something like this like you have this melody in your head you have this arpeggio going back and forth mm. 
Uh, you send it over to him. He thinks about backing track and maybe the baselines and general structure and ads and you guys layer. How how often does it just not work? And you go back. How and forth. often we um well and you just throw it out, you throw it out and you say, Oh, that was close. That's that didn't work it's not always it's not always a very exchange uh, you know because for example with this project um everything was possible so nothing really does, didn't work like it we i don't feel it was very complex uh, uh even like if you listen to to the to the composition it's quite a simple one so it's it was something that wasn't really really needing so many discussion to be honest mm-hmm. but i have some i have some some pieces that but in general when i compose i i tend to have a vision already that i wanted to be applied it's rare that i i mean i accept of course but i definitely accept but sometimes it's hard for me to change what i already have in mind i'm very mm-hmm. uh, stubborn on that and it's it's not good like i'm i'm trying to learn to be it's fair when my, my idea is there it's very hard for me to like destroy everything and try to do something on top Zaid yeah. is very strong for that. Zaid is really like very powerful for that because he's really like if, if we don't like something, he would like erase and go over the whole thing yeah. again. He has the energy for that. Sometimes I don't. Um, but um, uh, with with Mark, Marcus is a very sweet guy and very generous and very calm. So it was quite simple to to try to convince him quickly about my ideas. And definitely when he had some idea with the like a, like a note here to change or uh a chord with another color it was it was it was quite like easy to explain that yeah it wasn't that can you tell me about the the name of the album nearness um it comes from the the song oh. the nearness of you that is a jazz standard that we both like very much and i used to sing in arabic while in the conservatory and yeah. um it's just because it was a moment so this duo didn't really it was born um Kind of uh, uh, by chance, with, by chance, uh, while performing together once on duo on stage for a festival that was canceled during COVID. COVID, so we decided to develop a little bit this, you know, like soft sound, intimate, meditative, uh, maybe collaboration. And nearness was all because the the word is not very used in English. If you, it's not a word that we, you know, yeah, what you think of like closeness, not nearness. Cl- Yes, and and the the song and the name and we we wanted to create kind of like a bridge between where I come from, where he comes from, um, Arabic, French, English, like all these you know think the 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 the, um, the elements that we want them to be related to each other created this need for a, a proximité, proximité, or like um, yeah, yeah. So this is where um, beautiful. Uh, thanks, I love it. Um, I have one last question about your albums ver- uh, before we um, do the quick Q&A and get questions from the audience. Um, have your favorite songs off albums changed over time? Like when you look at Yuma now or um, or other projects, does how much you like them change over time? Um, yes. Yes and no, because... In general, when I do an album, I know what are my favorite songs. I tend to be more actually uh, uh, self-criticizing uh, uh, yeah. while listening. Again, I just discovered like, oh, and that song I would have, I could have been more 
uh, engaged emotionally in performing it in the studio, like, uh, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's rare that I change my mind, but sometimes I discover like, hmm, it wasn't, it wasn't that, that bad. Because sometimes when you do a studio album and you go out, you're not happy about certain songs and you just don't want to hear it, listen to it for a long time. And then you listen to it and you think, you know, not too bad. But in general, I know what I like and what I don't. And often I, I keep my ideas as I told you, because I have, this, um, but definitely you can learn new yeah. things in yourself. You know, like when you, when you listen to old, whatever, even with other musicians, I like recorded my, my voice for other albums, for other composers. And now when I listen, I was like, wow, it's, I feel very different. Like I feel the, the fragility I had in certain aspects. Now I feel I get over it. So it's interesting also to know that you, you, you've been growing also to, during the years. Yeah. It's like, it's like watching old movies that you loved as a kid. But yeah. you haven't seen since. Yes. And you're like, this was amazing. And you watch it again. You're like, oh my God, this is so corny. Or this is yes. so like, you know. Um yeah. Th- there's that there's that group, um uh Tut Arid, uh Hassan Nakhli, yes, uh, I love and his them. brother. They're amazing. And I, we interviewed him on the series, and uh Hassan was like cringing with every song I played of his. And I was like, Hassan, why are you cringing? He's like, I can't listen to my old music. It I really agree. is yes, hard. It kills hard. me. <laughs> I love this guy, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can relate. Like, honestly, yeah. I can relate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, now even putting some of myself, I was like, why did I do that? You know, like, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Self-consciously. Okay, let's let's do some of the quick Q&A. Um, and then if yes. there's any questions um, in the chat. So the first one is, I'm going to change it. it. should be, what are you listening to these days? What are you listening to these days? Ah, um, Kalthum. Interesting. Because I felt like I need to work a lot on my classical Arabic uh, singing and also improvisation. And like, I, I'm, I'm going to take soon lessons with, with someone also. So it's, I'm concentrating a little bit on that. I, I you, haven't been listening yeah. to Nkathum in my, in my life before. I told you I was avoiding actually classical because it was hard for me. So Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what I was going to ask you. Are you revisiting it or are you really visiting it for the first time? Um, for this song, I'm visiting it for the first time, but definitely I'm going to revisit some of her class, classics that I used to you know, stumble upon in my childhood, yeah. but never really concentrated on. It's, what, it's, 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 what music did your parents love? Um, my parents, yes, my parents were very sensitive to music. There was the radio all the time, so mm. I used to wake up to old. Um, wasn't really like complicated stuff. It's really like what we, we all grow up listening to. It's Feyruz, is um, is Imkeltum, is Farid um, uh, some classical music too. But not very much complicated, you know, um, not really that complicated. They were very sensitive. My mom used to have a nice voice, but she's a big smoker, so she doesn't sing. My dad too. So we have this love and sensitivity for arts, um, but it's not something practiced, you know, professionally yeah. and wasn't really concentrated on necessarily. Um, but but cool. that, sorry, my, my daughter is here. Yes, yeah. Sarah. I have for five minutes. 
ما بعرف هلا بعدين بدور لك عليها بليز هلا جاي ساره سكري باب ثانك يو ساره ثانك يو اي وانتد هير تو سي هاي بات شي وذ هير فريند اتس اوكي It would be done at the hour. <laughs> and no, especially where is the magic wand? Yeah, where is the magic too, wand? Too, too much. <laughs> too hard for me to answer now. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Okay, next question. Who would you love to shadow for a day, past or present? Spend a day with anyone in history, today or in the past? Oh my God, no, I cannot answer like this. The question is so. existential i wait a second just give me one moment i'm gonna try to think um oh my god i can't answer in the future i don't have but maybe in the past in the present i don't know but in the past definitely well ah Um, Gandhi. Hmm. That during his fast or? <laughs> <laughs> well, right. no, before that, like, yeah, like, yeah, I would love to learn from this person. Yeah. Directly. That's, that's a good one. Okay. Last, uh, next question. What do people most misunderstand about your work? That is, uh, that is maybe not clear. What do you mean? Not, what, what? not clear in the, in the, for example, I have many pieces that are without lyrics, for example, or just mm. scat. And for, for some of the people, even like my brother tells me, like when I listen to your music, it's like it's homework. I feel it's too complicated sometimes. So people tend to like the like the songs, and sometimes I, I like writing music that is a bit not so complex, but not with a, a direct uh, meaning or yeah. uh, explanation. So uh, that's yeah. that's it. For an artist from the past, who would be your dream collaborator? Anyone. Uh, Charlie Parker. Nice. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Bird. Um, so I have a question for you. Speaking of collaborators, um, if do you feel like you ever do you ever feel sort of um, do you ever get worried about being pigeonholed in a specific style or for people thinking, oh, you are this and not being able to sort of break out of that? Do you ever worry about that? I can't know you know why because it's I'm doing I'm doing so many different things that I'm actually looking for that I want people to put me in, in, a, in a khane I want them yeah. to it's hard it's actually it's something I'm happy to also be experimenting because I'm neither a jazz singer neither an Arabic singer neither really like I'm really in between neither a pop singer so sometimes yeah. even for me I would love to be in, in, a, in a case because I think it's easier for me to to go further you know like strategically parlant, strategically yeah. speaking. But no, I'm not worried. I, I'm telling you, I would like to to kind of put a word on, on what I do to be yeah. honest. 
<laughs> Interesting. Okay, so the last question before we let you go is, um, what do you think you're going to be working on over the next uh, couple of years? You said you wanted to kind of take a break and refine your style. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I want to uh, digest all the albums and try to perform them from th- from time to time and give them the you know like the, the right to to get out there and for me to enjoy them. And then I think later, yes. Um, I would love to write uh, another album and, and release something uh, again under my yeah. name for sure, for sure. Okay, I actually, I have one last question. The reason why this came, this came up is because we have your Instagram uh, profile, which if anyone's listening wants to find then you can find her at l y n n a d i b on Instagram. Um, so you're under your uh, bio. It says musician, mother, lover, pharmacist, Syrian. Um, I know dozens and dozens of frustrated artists uh, who have to keep their day job. Yeah. Who are so resentful of that fact. Mm. Um, You don't seem resentful of this. No, I don't. Because it's for now, it has been a blessing to be able to do uh, music only for music. Because I know how hard it is to be a musician, like to gain a stable life and try to do the music that you want you love to and survive from that it's not easy like i know it's not easy and and i know i was very i had too much pride in my life to ask anyone for money so i know i know i would need a day job yeah if i if i want to do the music i want to do because i honestly as i told you i would i'm not very it's not easy for me to go into the business uh part of the music music you can gain money but you have to be you know in the business you know, right. And I'm looking at it in a very spiritual way. I know it's not practical and I know I'm paying the price one day and I know it's, it's dreamy, but I'm, I'm willing to stay in that mentality. And maybe one day I'll, I'll, you know, put the pharmacy aside and I'll concentrate on music and maybe it maybe will come this day, but I want to be like mature enough to be able to get this responsibility and, you know, like do the music. I really believe in and be so powerful that it makes me you know, gain enough money for my life. But yeah, yeah, I understand it's, 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 it's not easy to, you feel like you're sacrificing your life by maintaining your, your day job. But also I feel it can help you as long as it doesn't take so much time of your day, because if it does, yeah, that's very hard. I'm trying in a very hard, I'm overworking myself. Like it's not easy. I'm very often almost burned out phase. Like today, I'm I'm very happy to be able to do this, but I was like, and during the day, I was like, no, I need a break right now. So it's not easy. And yeah. I mean, if I wouldn't, if I weren't a single mother now, I would have maybe stayed a musician and just, you know, but life sometimes, you know, like there's uh, some challenges. You have to ride the wave, right? So yeah, exactly. this is what we're doing, yeah. You said, you, it's, it's interesting. You said, uh, one day I might have to pay the price. In my experience, we all pay the price. It's just a different price and yes, different true. payments. Yeah, and so it's I like, agree. you got to choose which price you want to yes, pay. Right. I agree. I agree. Totally. That's true. Um, Nian, you're so delightful to talk to. Thank you. And Me too. Thank I'd, you. Lo- I'd love talking to you. Yeah. And thank you for sharing your talent with us. Um, it was really, really, really a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Me too. That was great. Great talking to you. I'm very happy for the people that were here today that I don't know, but I'm very happy that, you know, I'm reading some of the comments. So thank you, everyone. 
It was fantastic. So you can find Lean's music everywhere you find music. Just look online. Um, all these things can be uh, found online. I encourage you to go check them out. Um, and thank you for attending another episode. This is going to go up on YouTube tomorrow and share with thank friends you. and family and everyone. Dean, thank you so much. Go ciao. find the magic wand. Yalla. <laughs> Yalla. <laughs> thank you. Ciao. Bye. 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 Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you'd like to learn more about what we do, go to hafikita.com where you can learn about our Zoom events, our live events in 30 different chapters around the world, our social media presence, and our podcasts and YouTube stuff. You should know that everything we do is all towards a mission of converting passive interest in the histories and cultures of the Arab world into an active intellectual curiosity. By listening to this, you're a part of that movement, so thank you for being here. If you'd like to support our work, go to afikra.com slash support and join the hundreds of people around the world who make this work possible. Thanks.